better or worse, the relationship between science, film, and media has long been intertwined. We're here to dissect that relationship, turning it inside out for all to see. And throughout the years, one truth has revealed itself. You don't need good science to make a good movie. But it sure makes it better. Hi everyone and welcome to the Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name's Kenan Smith. My name is Sean Crossan. And my name is Michael Pace. Weird, ooh, weird science. Plastic tubes and pots and pans, bits and pieces and magic from the hand. We're making weird science. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Weird Science Cast. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't be here. I didn't come for this. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, Kenneth, we can't. We can't be the weird science guest. We we don't we gotta distance ourselves from this film. We watched, listeners, probably the worst movie that we are ever going to cover on this podcast, and maybe oh, the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, that's a little harsh. I want that to really sink in for for the audience. We watched um The Happening. We mm-hmm. watched uh, the day after tomorrow. We watched yep. Encino Man. And uh, just this is this is maybe the worst movie we ever watched. So I don't want to I don't want to say that Weird Science was more racist than Encino Man, but the amount of racism that was packed into a like single scene was a lot higher than it was in Encino Man. I found myself uh, missing Bubble Boy during that scene. And Bubble that, Boy was that worse. says something. I think Bubble Boy actually was Bubble Boy was actually was worse. One. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Bubble Boy was, was bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck, yeah, that was, you know what? Bubble Boy may have still been the worst movie. I think it's, I think it is worse. Yeah. Weird science, I'm so sorry. Uh, you're still not as bad as Bubble Boy. <laughs> I think Bubble Boy was so bad that we all forgot that we watched it because it would, we just blocked yeah. it out. There, you know, yeah. there, there are a lot of similarities between, um, between Encino Man and Weird Science. Just, in what way? Well, you have two doofuses who who um, take advantage of some sort of naive third party for their own personal gain and social status. Mm, I would. I thought you were going to say it was a coming of age tale. Oh, it's th- <laughs> okay. No one in either of those films comes of age, Sean. Okay, no one comes of age. Are People come, sh- but they don't come sure? of age. Oh, okay, so, all right. I'm gonna have to agree with pace here i think this is this is a greater like overarching theme for these types of movies and i don't know what they're called there's like a buddy cop shtick but they're neither of them are cops they're teen boys teen boys they're toys (laughs) i think it's called a teen the teen cop paradigm the teen buddy cop paradigm the teen teen buddy cop paradigm paradigm. i read a paper about that one time the t b c p it's not funny. That's just there's a no lot of comedy. No, Kenneth, that's just, that's just letters. That. Yeah, there's no, there's no comedy <laughs> in that. This is a science podcast where we watch science movies and then talk about science for an hour, and then you guys are forced to listen to it. And sometimes you ask us questions, and sometimes we have answers for those questions. Uh, in this case, people asked me if they needed to watch the film this week in order to ask questions, and I told them, please don't. Yeah. You know, it's funny because sometimes we watch movies and we pick apart the science and sometimes we just watch movies named Weird Science and then uh, that's it. And then that's that's all that happens. That's the whole and episode. That's the film. That's going to be this episode. Yeah. Someone at work asked me today if I was excited to record tonight and I had to tell them no. 
<laughs> I was, you know, all day today, I was like, should I look up something to prepare for this episode? And I was like, what, where would I possibly begin? Where <laughs> like, do I start? Where do I start? I don't, I don't understand. I was like, we're just going to wing it for an hour. So, hey, audience, fucking strap in because it's going to be a whirlwind of an episode this time. But before we uh, talk about the, the, the weird science that was in the film, we have to tell everyone about things they should know about, but especially for listening to this episode of our podcast and before, God forbid, you actually watch this film. Yeah. The, the same disclaimers go as they would for the, ra- the rest of our episodes, and, and that is, is, is simply that um, we are three highly trained and highly educated scientists who are, are going to talk about some, some nitty-gritty details of the science in this film. But I don't think that's going to apply today as much as it normally might. Um, hmm. So you actually don't have to worry about that today. I, I take that whole sentence back. Just forget I said that. <laughs> you don't have to okay, worry okay. about difficult science details today. Well, that's good. Yeah. You do still have to worry about vulgarity that comes out of our mouths. Um, but Piss. you already know about Piss. that because you because you listen to us for years now and you love it. The other things that you should know is that there are some homophobic slurs that uh-huh. occur in this film, uh, which which might make some people uncomfortable, and and there is also an entire way too lengthy section of the film where a very drunk sixteen year old white teenage boy uh, speaks uh, in a in a black jive manner, and so you should you should know about <sighs> that and and how it it really goes on for a very long time and is will also likely make some people uncomfortable. It's about half the movie, if we're being honest. <laughs> it feels yeah. like half the movie. Yeah. Um, and and so now that you know that, you can proceed with this episode of our program. Here at the Real Science Cast, we, we like to have fun with our disclaimers, but seriously, it was awful. Like, yeah, it was it really was bad. bad. It was bad. Yeah. We were... Uh, it was horrible. It was <laughs> a movie so, so. that had reached through time from 1985, and it made me extremely uncomfortable to watch in the comfort of my own home. Yeah, so just be ready for that. Uh, yeah. Don't watch it. Even though I think some people out there are hearing this as like a fucking challenge. Like they're like, "Oh, I can I can handle weird science. Nothing makes me uncomfortable." Well, it's not that it's don't hard it. to handle. It's just that it's not it's not tasteful at all. You know, it's just yeah. it's. We should we should save this for the for our ratings for our, yeah, that's for true. our scathing that's ratings for this film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so guys, let's do what we always do. It's plot time. I did it last time, so I'm not fucking doing it for this movie. Yeah, fair. So you guys should roll. All right. Okay. Are you ready, Kenan? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, listen. I don't want to take the time to get up and go find my dice, so I'm gonna use a rolling app. That's as fine. you so often do. All right. Uh, I have rolled. What did you get? Okay, okay. I am currently <laughs> open trying. downloading the rolling app. <laughs> downloading okay. the rolling app. No, not really. Okay, needs. Oh, to well, update. I rolled a one. Okay. So great. <laughs> you rolled a one. You rolled a one. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Kenan. <sighs> Kenan, that's a critical fail. Oh, Kenan, you poor boy. Hey, it's poor okay. Poor the plot's boy. pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, it's so simple. You don't even have to really tell it. You're white. You're you're right. I am oh my God. not going to tell the fucking plot. Uh, I will <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this movie in the briefest of terms, okay? I hope that's okay. Okay, lay it on us. All right, you guys okay with this? I mean we can, we can jump in. L- let me set the to. scene for you, Kenan. Okay. Okay. The year is nineteen eighty something. Five. Eighty five. 
and I am in a blockbuster, mm-hmm. and I'm holding a copy of Real Science of Weird Science in my hand, and I'm. Why about is to it check already it at a blockbuster? It's it, this movie was made in 1985. Oh, you mean like at the latter end of 1985? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later in the year. So okay. I'm. It's been released on video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the VHS. Kenan, do you think this thing hung out in the theaters for a long time? It could have. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm standing I'm standing at the register and I'm like, and you notice you notice mm-hmm. that I'm about to check out and I have a copy mm-hmm. of Weird Science, okay? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and you go, approach me see. and I'm like, hey, don't get that. And you're like, wait a minute. But this movie no, no. was made by I, Hey, I can I can speak for myself. I can speak okay. for myself. Okay. All right, go ahead. Don't get this movie. <laughs> oh, wh- why not? I heard it's good. You would think that it would be because it was directed by John Hughes, who gave us such lovable films as The Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, I love all those movies. I can't wait to pop Weird Science into <laughs> my uh, VCR player Absolutely. and watch it on my old cathode ray TV. And did you know that it features such amazing actors as Anthony Michael Hall, Bill Paxton, and up-and-coming actor Robert Downey Jr.? Wow. You're really selling this movie to me, stranger. I can't wait to check it out and go home and eat a big bucket of popcorn that I cook on the stovetop. Okay, sir, for starters, this is a blockbuster. I cannot sell you this movie. Um, You can only rent it. Uh, But also, you should not watch this film because it's racist and bad. Well, actually, this is 1985, so yeah, go for it. I love this movie. It's great. (laughs) Have a good time. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, I guess I'll... Get it, you've ruined the scene. You're supposed to be a woke hey, hey, person hey. in 1985. Okay, hey, hey, where's the porn in your blockbuster? Where, <laughs> where is it? Sir, where's the porn? Wait, I'm going to call the police. You, we, we've asked you. No, we don't have any porn in here. He comes what am I in. Doing? No, I'm looking for the good stuff. I want, I want Indiana Bones. Sir, Indiana let me finish Bones, with this customer please. and then we'll go. We'll, I'll escort you back. I am a customer, sir. Excuse me. I'm no, customer. you're not. You've never bought anything because we don't have any porn. <laughs> that's because you don't have any, any good porn. And that's why Blockbuster shut down. Scene. <laughs> I'm looking for a copy of Forest Rump. Do you guys have that? <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm looking for a copy of Very Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> So oh, I hope man. this was a good stand-in for the plot of uh, Weird Science. <laughs> okay, Kenan, in the scene we were constructing, I was trying to give you an opportunity to tell me about the movie <laughs> as to why I shouldn't watch it, but I guess I guess in the 80s it would have flown, so... Yeah, that's fair. Well, okay, I'll do it. I'll do this for the audience very quickly. Okay. Uh, so there are two, uh, are two lovable idiots, much like an Encino man, Gary and uh, Wyatt. Oh. Gary Busey and Wyatt (laughs) are uh, two nerds who objectify women and are extremely creepy, uh, as we see from the opening film when they're drooling over women in uh, gymnastics tryouts or practice or whatever. Uh, And they decide that they're going to make a woman on their own because they're science nerds who know how to manifest things into reality from magazines. Duh. And so they construct a perfect woman and they print her out. They 3D print this, uh, this bad baby and then they go out, get super drunk with her. They're racist for a little bit. Uh, she helps them rise in proper popularity. They have a really big party. Uh, they manifest a missile near the latter end of the movie. Some mutant bikers show up, and everyone learns a lesson about friendship. And that's the plot of Weird Science. That's true. <laughs> that was oddly on point for this movie. That was actually inclusive of all the details. You did it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. There's there's no yep. meat to this film. It's there's nope. There were times 
during the viewing of this movie where dialogue was certainly happening between characters. <laughs> But I had to question whether or not I had ingested any illegal substances prior to the viewing of the film because I didn't understand what was happening and why people no. were saying the things that they were saying. Like well. when the beautiful Frankensteinian woman that they have conjured pulls a gun on oh, Wyatt's dad beautiful. and is like, he's going to a party. That was so weird. I forgot about that scene. That was so fucked up. Were, were both of you, like, furiously searching through your house to find the misplaced bottle of acid that you yes. had accidentally <laughs> yes. put into your drink that, that evening? Is that... Especially, like, since uh, while viewing this film, my partner and I were like, you know what? Let's not drink tonight. Let's just spend the night sober. And then it didn't feel like we did. <laughs> At I all. Love that, I love that you guys went into this movie <laughs> with this sort of, like... I don't know this childlike perception of like let's just let's just have a cozy night yeah, in a cozy night in us. watch some weird science experience some casual racism and some white homophobia and just turn in early. I mean that's 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 a, your yeah the classic American weeknight mm -hmm. is what you've described. I want to know if there's any science that you boys want to talk about at all in this film. <laughs> Dude, uh, pace you first. <laughs> I, you pace you're the prepared you act one. Like. And our group I'm of just friends conjure up something out of nothing. I'm not a I'm not a magician. I'm smart, but I'm not a magician. We do record over GChat, and I can see you frantically looking at what appears to be a computer desktop. So, Pace just googled weird science science, science. question mark question mark question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, I did just that earlier, and there's nothing. <laughs> oh, good. Right, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I think. You got nothing, don't don't you face? I think that for the first time I'm at a I'm at a loss of of what to do with with our podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to quit the show. Well, I think this is the end. I think really what we've accidentally constructed is a mailbag episode. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Because if I think of the science in this movie, try to hack into the C. Oh wait, I thought of a science. They do thing. hack the CIA, don't they? They're hacking into the government. And the best to get their power of their computer. To get right. more power. And the best part about it is that while they start trying to hack into whoever's running the power, there is a nameless government official on the other side who is counter-hacking them. Oh my at the god, same I, time. Forgot I forgot that. about that. He's in the scene yeah. for four seconds. It was it was literally like watching what's that fucking war games? It was like war games with like yeah, Matthew yeah, yeah. Project. Yeah. They were like it's like a, an alarm went off in the government that was like, someone's hacking us. And this guy was like, don't worry, I've got it. And just starts like typing stuff on a computer. Yeah. To, and they're to flying through this like reboot style three dimensional space. And like they, they like go to like an imaginary door on their screen and a skull pops up and gives an evil laugh. And these bars come in from the side. <laughs> and it's like, you're blocked out. <laughs> it looked like that fucking Windows 98 like screens maze screensaver. Yes. Like. Yes, one hundred percent. That so that's science, right? Like when you hack something, someone doesn't actively have to stop hacking you at the same time. Like, so Sean, I think you pretty much sum this up. This movie's war games, but they were titty physics. Because there's exactly a scene where they're like, "How how big do we make her breasts?" And then they make them also like, very tasteful, of course. Very, very tasteful, tasteful. Scene, not misogynistic at all. Not at all. And they absolutely didn't just like look at all the comics made in the eighties, and they're like. Yeah, superhero size, like superhero size, just as big as humanly possible. I want to create a monster in my home. 
and then objectifier. That's what this film is. There's also a scene at the end where the superhuman woman that they have created, who apparently just has superpowers, uh, turns, I think, Chet, Wyatt's... uh, Oh, yeah, Chet. Is it Wyatt's brother or... Uh, yeah, it's Wyatt's yeah, brother. It's Wyatt's brother. Uh, yeah, she turns Bill Paxton into a weird monster. Yeah, it was awful. So there's no science in this movie because it's all just magic and wizardry. I, okay, but... I, I do want to point out um, oh, oh, we got something some I just... Here. No, no. Hot <laughs> off the presses, everyone. No. Get your pipettes I, I, out. All right, I let's hear it. I did just do a little bit of, uh, little bit of research, and mm-hmm. uh, this movie... Um, did make $31.4 million in the box office. How? (laughs) How? (laughs) Because can even the worst movies make money, and that's why the entertainment industry is poison. As someone who watched Nine Lives with Ken and I can can affirm. That was also a movie that I uh, derived zero joy from viewing. (laughs) And I was wasted for that. That was also before any of the shit about Kevin Spacey came out, which, Mm -hmm. like, somehow, if... I didn't think this was possible. Made the movie even worse after. We yeah. watched Nine Lives and we were like, this can't get any worse. And then it's like, oh, Kevin Spacey's a horrible person. You're like, it's wow. It somehow got worse. Wow, now great, it's, it's even worse. worse. It's yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, enough enough bitching, guys. Yeah, let's just let's just answer some questions yeah, immediately. We, we got like a big reserve of questions from last time and um, about mm-hmm. real science cats. And you know what we're going to do for you? Instead of talking about weird science, because... There's nothing to talk about. We are going to answer your questions because that's what you come to us for. We care about the people. This is a podcast of the people. We are all podcasts today. Today. And we're all We're all podcasts. All right. So Pace, do you got a question pulled up? I feel like you had them. Do you want to, where would you like to start? Would you like to start some of the great questions we have from our, uh, on our email address, realsciencecast at at gmail.com? Or would you like to go over to the tweeter twatter uh, to find some great questions? Let's do some Twitter Let's, questions. Hit us with right. some of those tweets. Well, believe it or not, we, we did do a call out for questions for this very episode, for the Weird Science episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with this one because it's semi-related but is not actually about the movie, which makes it a great question. Oh, how um, merciful. <laughs> yeah. And so this is this is from uh, Bartholomew Hoffman, the the infamous Bart Struid, uh, at Dented Car Door on Twitter, uh, friend of the podcast and mm-hmm. patron. Um Keep it weird. What's the weirdest lab experience you've had, uh, such as a result you didn't expect uh, but verified, or a, a chemical melting off your shirt to reveal your delicious abs in front of your boss, who now can't resist you? I hate when that happens. Oh God! <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! It happens like once a week too. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, try like daily, man. Oh. Ugh. I'm just more careful. I'm not even in the lab anymore. I just take my shirt off at work. You, you know, just walk in, pop the shirt off, flex, and then yeah. leave. That's right. entirely fair. I yeah. I will say, I think all of us at this point are pretty exhausted with being irresistible constantly at work. Yeah, it's not <laughs> difficult. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard time. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's definitely not a soft time, Link. All right. Well, <laughs> Pace, why don't you go first? <laughs> Instead of talking about your hog. <laughs> I'm not talking about... My, okay, yes. I actually was. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see. Okay. Um, weirdest thing. I wouldn't call this a, a... Yeah, you just say weirdest lab experience. I, You know, so uh, I did a lot of animal work in, in my... Um, uh, to get my PhD. I, I have the blood of a large number of small rodents on my hands. Oh, no. uh, PETA, get at me. Get at me. This is the episode. This is the episode. This is the episode where where Pace finally gets his car firebombed. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. They won't find me. Um, So, 
Uh, I had to one. So a part of my job was to extract the um, uh, the central nervous system tissue from from these animals. We're talking brain, mm-hmm. spinal cord. Um, for evil reasons or for good reasons? For what? What was that, Quentin? For evil reasons or for good reasons? For for, good, to... for research purposes. I mean, this okay. these 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 animals were bred to understand, you know, the, how human diseases work and how to and how to cure them. You know, they they were made for this reason, and so I was I was fulfilling this purpose. And uh, so, you know, one day, just a standard day, day in the lab, I'm I'm going about my duty and I'm getting this tissue and. <laughs> I, I deal with a lot of animals that that have these diseases, or at least were like uh, induced to have them through through um, uh, generating animals that have mutations, um, mm-hmm. and so these are mutant animals. And so one day, uh, I was extracting this tissue, and a a piece of the mouse spinal cord um, flicked up just like right into my eye, just just. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just a, a literally a, a spinal cord oh segment from a fuck. mutant mouse that was paralyzed. This is a paralyzed mutant mouse. Um, oh my up into my eye. I was very concerned, guys, because because this is the sort of stuff that like. Oh, this is sort it of like these, a prion model? Huh? Hmm. Is it like a prion model? Uh, it, it's it was with proteins that supposedly have prion-like properties. Okay, uh, two things that's terrifying. The other thing is you'll have to explain to our listeners what a prion is. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, let me, let's back it up. You've probably, probably heard of mad cow disease. Um, and or Kreutzfeldt-Jakob's disease. Or yeah, Kreutzfeld, I'm sure everyone's heard of Kreutzfeldt-Jakob, which is the human disease. equivalent. Yes. You know. Um, and uh, these diseases are caused whenever you essentially uh, consume a type of protein um, that has the ability to uh, affect other proteins in your body in a bad way. They get mm-hmm. clumped up all together and they hurt, and they hurt you. They hurt you real bad. Um, and uh, they kill you. They kill you. Yeah, yes, you kill, can die from. This. They kill you. They hurt you until you die. Specifically. And so I was deal- I was testing these. There were basically a bunch of proteins that uh, that mutant proteins that cause uh, human neurodegenerative disease, like like Lou right. Gehrig's and, and Alzheimer's and, and things. And people think that these proteins behave in a similar way as to the ones that cause Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. And so I was dealing with mice that that were <laughs> that were paralyzed because of these mutations and i got their tissue in my eye um well pace it's been a long time coming but it's time well to you know the incubation a, period has got to be so long Kenan. it's got i'm be an so officer long. in the ehs and i'm here to arrest you for your <laughs> breach of protocol it's not a breach of protocol whenever it was an accident Kenan. that's definitely that should have been wearing safety glasses you know what i didn't wear safety glasses a single no i did i wore safety glasses whenever i was dealing with chemicals that were that were not ideal to get in your eyes but you know what it's okay i'm gonna be fine it was a very, very rare mutant. I don't think we don't even know that it's actually going to result in anything consequential for me. Who knows if it translates from mice to yeah. humans? Yeah, it's I fine. Love that this is your origin story, Pace. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. wait until your powers manifest. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so good. <laughs> Sean went a cool way with that. What I was going to say is, not many people get to pick the way that they die, but it's nice that you got to. <laughs> yeah, like some people just like yeah. It was a some rare die one. Of cancer or something. It's probably not going to do anything. That was, that's <laughs> like literally the start of every single movie. They're like, oh, this it couldn't possibly jump to humans. Dead. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Listen. Pace is incubating a prion disease in his body, ready to spread yeah. it at the drop of the hat. So yeah. when he dies, come, don't come, eat his corpse. Come lick me. Come lick me, listeners. Come get it. 
Anyway, Fuck. that's my story. Well, I can't tell that's a good one. Cooler than that. <laughs> I I have a good story All right, about let's hear it. um uh it was something that a lab mate did which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um so for any of you that have worked in a lab, uh people run a lot of gels in molecular biology labs. And what's a gel? Uh, one of the people in our lab was making a protein gel. Mm-hmm. And the way you do this is it's basically like a liquid chemical that you add a polymerizing reagent to, and then the gel will solidify, and it literally looks like jello consistency. And then you use that to run your proteins through. The point of this is that making the gel, it's an exothermic reaction. So heat is released from the it's polymerization. Um, and so when you're doing this, you're normally working with like small volumes uh, to make a gel. Right. So... And the stuff that you use is called polyacrylamide. Uh, polyacrylamide is neurotoxic mm-hmm. in its unpolymerized form. I've gotten that so when in you my work eyes with before. It, you want to be wait, walk in Nothing. <laughs> I was just it was definitely that, gotten it in my eyes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Um, so when you work with it, you want to be careful. But once it's polymerized, it's not a problem. So we had an old bottle of expired polyacrylamide. And one of the members of our lab was like, we got to get rid of this, but it's like toxic waste to get rid of the liquid acrylamide. Um, So I'm just going to polymerize the entire half liter bottle of (laughs) polyacrylamide. Uh And so what he did was he took the gel, like the pre-gel liquid, adds like 10 mils of the polymerization reagent. Uh, and it's in a plastic bottle and then he screws the cap on and sticks it in an autoclave tray and so I don't know he's doing this and I'm just sitting at my desk and then all of a sudden we just hear like a bang shattered and Mm -hmm. then turn over and there's (laughs) the plastic bottle has just got a huge hole blown in it and like smoke is pouring out of it yes um, (laughs) because it's extremely exothermic so it's giving off heat and it's in a closed bottle so it exploded in the autoclave tray. And that was pretty weird. It also looked really wild because it like polymerized like while it was exploding. So it had like this cool pattern in it. But uh Jesus fucking Christ. It was very funny. Because Damien was there and Damien just goes, Oh shit. It was the best. Um so that was one of the weirder experience I've had in lab. Um Weirder experiences. Um, I don't. I, I feel like I haven't had many weird experiences. I'm uh, a, as a person, I'm really prone to accidents. No. Uh, <laughs> just like in general. I wonder where this is going. Uh, I can blame this a lot on my ADHD. Uh, it no. gets gets a lot of mileage. I get a lot of mileage out of that one. No. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever... Have I talked about when I ended up in the emergency room on this podcast? I don't think you have. Not in the podcast, I don't think. Yeah. So both of you guys know this story, but uh, I was helping my undergrad who had been training for a little bit. Dude's off at medical school now. He's going to do great. Big fucking dumbass. Love him to death. Um, (laughs) They all are. Yeah. Always. Everyone ever who's ever been an undergrad is an idiot. It's so fun to watch after you're not an idiot anymore. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of being an idiot, uh, I was helping him go through the PowerPoint that he was about to present to the entire lab uh, at a morning meeting to talk about the work that he had been doing for uh, basically the entire year. 
So it's great. Things are going fine. I had a gel, incidentally, as Sean was talking about. So protein gel that, you know, we use to allow us to identify proteins or like confirm basically that we're working with what we think we're working with um, running and it had finished. And I got up and tried to step over the laptop cable uh, that was plug in, plugged in to uh, my undergrad's laptop. Uh, and my feet didn't do what they were supposed to. And I tripped over the laptop cable and mm-hmm. then my arms also didn't do what they were supposed to. And they did not prevent me from falling. Uh, instead they were both behind me as I flailed ragdoll style directly towards the linoleum floor and cracked my skull open, uh, on the tile floor of the Brian McKnight building. That's not the name of it. I've forgotten it. The McKnight brain Institute. Uh, and then passed out for like a minute. <laughs> um, I get a picture from Kenan, and he's just in a wheelchair at the hospital, giving me a thumbs up with like an IV bag next to him, and he uh, looks like really out of it. And then yeah. I get a subsequent picture of him passed out unconscious in the same chair. Yeah, uh, I stood up, thought I had just like bumped my head because adrenaline, and also I had just like smacked my skull pretty soundly. Uh, stood up, thought I had bumped my head and was like, oh fuck, that sucks. And there were like a couple people laughing because they didn't know uh, how bad it was. The people who were close to me, uh, heard the sound of bone hitting floor, uh, as a loud crack. And they were like, oh, this is not good. And then I was like, oh, I'm fine. Uh, like I had no idea I'd passed out. And then about a minute later I was like, why does my head hurt? What? Yeah, checks out. What happened? Uh, and they were like, okay, you need to go to a fucking hospital. I refused a wheelchair, uh, walked to the hospital across the street, got about halfway there and couldn't stand up anymore. Uh, And so the two graduate students who had decided to escort me, each uh, around 100 pounds, had to support my body uh, and basically drag me to the emergency room because the only other person who came with us was one of my co-mentors who had slipped a disc earlier and had just gotten surgery and was unable to help them carry me. <laughs> fucking crawling into the hospital. So, just like, yes. Uh, so I basically crawled into the hospital. They put me into a wheelchair, and then I proceeded to spend nine hours there while they drew my blood, left it out, had to collect it again, took a CAT scan, told me I was fine, came back in and told me that I needed to get brain surgery, sent three different people in, three different ex- experts, a maxillofacial surgeon, a neurologist, and a ophthalmologist. And they were like, no, no, you're fine. If you start throwing up, come back in and we'll, fi- we'll, we'll open up your brain. And I was like, okay. And then I oh took a day off of work and went back to grad school. I love that we just called undergrads idiots. <laughs> after, after That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> stubbornly refused a wheelchair on the way to get your concussion checked out. To be fair, I had just gotten concussed. a concussion and I was like, I'm fine. Sure. You know, Kenan, I would like to say that I am surprised by any of these, any of these incidents, but no, at the, but I, but you know, I'm, I'm not, but that's okay because you're, you're, you're brilliant. And then you're also just sometimes a doofus and it's great. That's why I we love you. Both ends of the spectrum of intelligent and fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kenan comes at you hot and cold. Mm-hmm. You fucking... yeah, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm the a, Katy I'm Perry of people. Probably the oh, well, same I guess way. Katy Perry is the Katy Perry of people, but Katy <laughs> Katy Perry is not as hot and cold as she thinks she is. Kenan's extraterrestrial. Right. <laughs> He's a firework. 
Yeah, she is a firework, man. No, I was she used to be a firework. No, I'm a firework. All right, I think that's. I think that pretty much rounds out that question. Like, Ten minutes we, later, let's do question number. Can we ask two? another question? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we can. We can move on. Um, I still get migraines. Let me see here. I'm just, you know, I'm digging through the archives, you know, to 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 figure out exactly what we got. What I would call um, your do, what you're doing is vamping, but that's okay. Really digging through. Pace has his shovel out right yeah, now. Right? I do. See. Miners I just do. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. It's a creep, creeper. Whatever the, are thing, the thing from Minecraft is. Fuck. Are you guys, are you guys uh, ready? Too old to tell yeah, jokes. Yeah, I'm ready. Your shovel has just hit something, and I'm ready to yeah, see what you've unearthed. Yeah, clink, oh, clink. Um, treasure? Hey, fellas. This is from. This comes from Anthony Martinez. Um, friend of the show. A very good friend of the show. Thank you for your question. Anthony, Thanks, Anthony. Um, knowing that different planets have different atmospheres, would we hear differently than we do on Earth if we were on other planets? Would our range Ooh. of listenable frequencies change? Would things sound different to us? Keep up the great work! Exclamation point from Anthony. That question is cool as fuck. I it's want, a good question. I want Sean to have an opportunity to answer this first because. Because my uh, wife's an audiologist. Yeah, which is like the... <laughs> I'm starting to realize there's a lot of times where our knowledge base actually defaults to our partner's knowledge base. <laughs> <laughs> That's ex- Yes, that happens a lot. Yeah. Like um, how you know a lot about astrology. Right. Stuff it, like that. It's almost like how the women that we surround ourselves with are smarter than us. We I have almost, no idea what you're talking about. Um. Okay, so... Yes? The way we hear... Mm-hmm. Which we've talked about on this episode, on this show, we before. have talked about. But just to quickly go over it, it's when the cells in your cochlea, which is the organ that you hear with, mm-hmm. they vibrate and they send a signal to your brain through neurons, and your brain interprets that as sound. Okay, your cochlea is organized with like thousands of of these cells all going in like a snail shell pattern Mm -hmm. and depending on which cells get activated that determines what frequencies you're hearing at okay does that make sense does to me so it's like positionally determined by the cells that go off so the problem with different atmospheres not even problem just the the phenomenon of having a different atmosphere it's really what the atmosphere is comprised of and how dense it is with molecules like with gases could you make a comparison with like say the way that sound travels through water for instance or how you hear in water because wouldn't water basically just like emulate a much 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 denser atmosphere yes yeah no that's a good point Yeah, yeah so basically like when someone yells something at you underwater um the water is vibrating your eardrum instead of the air vibrating your eardrum right and when that happens, like the sound coming from one person, by the time it reaches you, is very, very distorted. Okay. Because there's so many water molecules, they're all bumping into each other, and it changes the way the vibration sounds when it hits your ear. Got so it. So once it hits your ear, I believe you're you're still detecting it the exact same way, but the signal that your ear is sending it like the message is being lost partially by the time it gets to you right so in like a atmosphere that's i mean that's like really minimalistic like if there's like not a lot of particles in the atmosphere 
then you're going to have a really hard time communicating with sound yeah. because there's just not going to be anything to vibrate. Right. Um, right. And if you had a really dense atmosphere, it probably would sound different, but it would have to be like really dense, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It would have to change a lot. So I think to answer your question, yes, it could sound different. I don't know about to the degree that like actual planets in our solar system have. I know that if you don't have an atmosphere, there's no sound. And if you have a very minimalistic atmosphere, there's probably like, some weird sound. But you yeah. would definitely hear it hear it differently. I bet it doesn't. I bet, but as you're saying, it doesn't travel as well for starters. Yeah. Um, it probably doesn't travel as well. Actually, it may travel the same speed if the atmosphere is comprised of the same thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, if it's thinner, I'm betting that like everything would just sound softer because there's less in general. Right. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I guess the wave would also be different because, like, the mm -hmm. density of the material is less, so there's less, like, resistance. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, sound doesn't infinitely travel, right? Like, you can't yell. I can't yell here and someone hear me in China because, right. like, the wave is going to be dispersed in the air. And that's, like, water, it just disperses much faster because there's just more shit that your sound wave is hitting. So, right, right, and th there's more resistance to those molecules being able to vibrate for at, like, an the same period. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like at like an organized frequency. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I think that's enough of an answer. I was sort of finding my way through that answer as no, I was good. answering well, it, but I mean, the opposite end of the spectrum is uh, relative to Earth, or at least the way I'm thinking about it is is is, is a simple example is like the Moon, right, where there right. there is no atmosphere. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, so you're, so you're, the sound literally has nothing to, the sound waves have nothing to work with. Right. Right. And <clears throat> we all know that in space, no one can hear you scream. That's right. That's why space is exactly. awesome. Right. Because you can't hear screaming. Yeah. Okay. Ted Bundy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> okay. All right. No, you can <laughs> yeah, just get, you can just get swallowed up in the silence and then it's finally peaceful. Oh, right? okay. Wait, no, that's, that makes, that's on brand. Pace doesn't like noise. So <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing with sound, sounding different, it definitely also does depend on the composition of molecules because mm -hmm. if anyone ever inhaled a helium balloon and then tried to say something. Yeah, of course. Right. And your voice is really high pitched, and like the reason that happens is because you're not having your your normal mixture of air passing through your vocal cords. You have a bunch of helium passing through your vocal cords, and oh. they vibrate. I'm pretty sure it's be, it's like they pass through your vocal cords differently, and it vibrates differently, and you generate a different sound wave. That is legitimately that. something I did not know. I think I think so. Here's the thing: I'm not a fucking audiologist or a speechologist. Hey. A speechologist. But, yeah, you know. I'm not one of those fake things, Kenan. <laughs> um, so this is just like my general... I'm trying to use the the knowledge that I do know mm -hmm. and infer things that I don't know. You're so using I inductive reasoning. I, I get you. Well, yeah, if, I'm Sherlock holmes this thing. If somebody, if somebody knows the answer to that and they think Sean's wrong, please write in. Because uh, unlike... Most people on the internet, we like being well actually because we, we say we're experts on everything, but you but know we're not. It's we're not. tiring being experts on everything, and sometimes the worst we get part is wrong. like my my wife is like packing in the other room. My and wife, I'm pretty sure she knows the answer to this, but <laughs> my wife is packing in the other room. She just walks in with a gun. <laughs> just yeah, she's packing. She's packing heat. Nice. She's going scuba diving in a week. Oh, that's fucking rules. Well, then you can mm -hmm. do some sound experiments underwater. You're right, and she's going to be breathing different air blends too. 
Whoa. I'll just tell her to take a big whiff out of her uh, nitrogen, like high high oxygen tank, and then speak. Okay, I like where this is going. This is work in the field for the sake of real science cast. This is perfect. I'm going to demand Sarah record all of her conversations. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll air it on the next episode. Pace, hit us with some more questions, baby boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pace, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So we have some other questions. Oh, uh, my God. And these are actually uh, through submissions on our website, which is realsciencecast.com. What? Um, Whoa. I know, right? And uh, this one comes from Matthew Lacari. A.K.A. Boogs. Thank you, Boogs. Thanks. Um, And Boogs says, when you guys reviewed Jumanji a few weeks ago, we Uh didn't actually do that. There's a story behind that. Uh, Kenan shared a story about how he once played a game of Hungry Hungry Hippos and it came to life uh, as he got to experience several several colorful hippos eating relatively vague circular-shaped objects in his backyard. Uh, If you had to have any board game that came to life in the same manner as Jumanji and Kenan's iteration of Hungry Hungry Hippos, which would you want to experience? Uh, The game of life doesn't count. Looking at you, Michael Pace. I'm not sure why you would say that, Boogs. That was a nice short story leading up to the actual question. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. I feel like he said that to you because like the logical answer is the game of life like i wish the game of life was real because you you could be like it already is <laughs> yeah that's absolutely something i would do thank you matt i yeah you know me very well mm-hmm. all right you had to answer first i want sean to answer this one first i have the perfect game oh let's hear it Candyland. <laughs> okay hmm. <laughs> all right interesting I mean, as long as you stay clear of Molasses Swamp, like, you're generally good to go. I think the problem that you're creating here is that the advent of Candyland becoming real life is that we have to change everything we know about modern medicine. <laughs> oh. Do we? Yes. Yes. These these are people who are kept upright by ex- existing as candy only. How do we treat them? Do we know anything about I mean, their uh, about their gumdrops are pretty firm? Ken, Ken. We're already talking about a fucking board game coming to life. I think we could suspend reality <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, to have a Ken. talking gingerbread man. Chill out. No, I, I refuse. I refuse. I also refuse to uh, refuse to support the existence of Lord Licorice, Licorice because he is a fascist, <laughs> and I will not <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> It's okay. We're going to get him and throw him into Molasses Swamp, and he'll never get out. Hell yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm cool He'll be that. so sticky. All right, so you want Candyland oh. so you can eat people. That's fine. Um, uh, everything else is made of candy, too, Kenan. <laughs> you don't have to eat fucking people. Well, they're this not people Jeffrey Dahmer candy, presents Candyland. Right? <laughs> fucking... It's you. I like that. Like what? What is now forming into my brain is that Candyland is it, like Atlantis rises from the sea as a new continent extant upon <laughs> upon the Earth itself. <laughs> yeah, like I want like a flag. I want a national anthem. I want the Olympics to be held at the capital of Candyland. Like, what is the capital is, of Candyland? Uh, <laughs> Sean would know that. I think. Um. No, there isn't one. I'm asking you to make one up on the spot. Hey, guys, I just Googled what's the capital of Candyland. Uh-huh. And there's a website that has the... <laughs> there's a website that has the, uh, the header of Candyland political map, uh, and it says the capital of Candyland is Snickers. And I think that's all right. That's lame. I think that's really phoning that's it in. Honestly, lame. That's I don't care who dumb. you are. That's that makes that's such no a non fantastical name. 
I also yeah. think it's this website, which was very clearly made by a, a six-year-old named Sarah M. And I'm so sorry, Sarah, for shitting on your probably like 40-year-old <laughs> website. Life's on her work. Uh, but they did draw a map, uh, and they do say that Big Rock Candy Mountain is a famous feature of Candyland, and I think yeah, that's a, sure, a, sure. a bit of creativity. So, yep, yep. Oh, take All the right. Twizzler train over to the Pop Rocky Mountains <laughs> do, do, do. and look mm. at like the fucking Necro Wafer Nomicon. Necro Wafer Nomicon? Oh, yeah, the famous, <laughs> the famous the, doomed text, the Necro, Necro Wafer yeah, Nomicon. It's, it's hidden. This is like a, this is a fucking game, Kenan, okay? This isn't just business as usual. You're on a fucking candy adventure in this goddamn real life I'm really game. upset that you have introduced the concept of the occult to to Candyland, though. Well, I mean, like, wh- like there's got to be an antagonist. Like, you think Lord, yeah, Licorice, Lord Licorice is just like... Oh, my God. Yeah, but Wh- do you think it's, he's just like a rich guy who's like a dictator? Like, he's obviously got some Necro Wafer Nomicon powers. It could be both. I mean, you know, it's, it's this is a real... We've got a real uh, uh, Rasputin situation on our hands with Lord Licorice, where he's just dabbling in... The- Sean, I'm sorry. I know the name Rasputin triggers you a little bit, and I, I really want to apologize for that. Okay. Um, all right. We're, you're getting... The audience doesn't know all of this no, stuff. So we're we're to- also getting way off track here, guys. I think we guys, need to I go back... Guys, I a great fucking board game. ...to the question about the board games that are coming to life, okay? Yeah. All right. I, you guys I'm just upset that now I have to think about a Candyland version of the Necronomicon bound in candy person human, like, flesh. And that yeah, fucking sucks. <laughs> Dude, Sounds it's so tasty. good. Like... You, you're first. You're gonna venture through the snow cap mountains, and you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. fight juju fruit like so monsters good. and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's yes. gonna be great. You're gonna mm-hmm. meet up with your best friends Mike and Ike. Yeah, of course yeah, they're gonna help obviously. you. They're, they're the fucking. They run like the uh, the shop where you buy all of your provisions from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and they have oh little, little helpers no, Sean, called Sean, Runts that help them out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's okay. Here's what I was originally going to say. The okay, game of new idea, guys. This is fucking revolutionary. Are you okay, ready okay. For this? I want to hear it. Lay it on me, All right. I was originally going to say Lords of Waterdeep because let's be honest, the Forgotten Realms are better than anything on Earth, and we should just live and exist there. And uh, Lords of Waterdeep is a is a, a board game based on this this universe of D anD D. But what if posit to you, I do mm-hmm. Weird a D anD D campaign in Candyland. Uh, Pace, you're stealing my game. I just fucking made this up. Are you kidding me? No, I would argue that he uh, took your idea and made it more marketable. Guys, I built this is on what it. I was saying. This is what I'm well, saying. Well, Sean, you're it's an academic. I'm a businessman, and that's where I'm going to use my trade yeah. skills over yours. So sorry, you develop sorry, the Sean, idea, I sell it. Pace is okay. the so- the social networking you. You are you are now out. Pace is now in. I am so, I am so mad because all I wanted to do was turn my Candyland adventure into an actual role playing game, and Pace just was like, "Hey, I have a great <laughs> idea. Make a fucking role playing game out of your candy game." <laughs> Great pace. Great. What if we took your Real shitty idea well, and made it better? You know, it's a, I uh, expressed it clearly <laughs> and concisely, Sean. Which again, again, you're, we're, we're, we'll, we'll work on it. I'll, I'll do a workshop. I you can come this is good. and, this is and good. I'll teach you how to do that. It's fine. I'm gonna. Throw if, your if, ass if there's in anything the I'm known for swamp. being, it's clear and concise, right, and not wordy. Oh, uh, God. I'm going right. to throw your ass into molasses swamp so fast you'll never get <laughs> out. All right. So so Pace's answer was a D&D setting, but in Candyland. Sean's answer was, was Candyland. Was Sean's answer. Good. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Cool. Kenan, what's your fucking game? Uh, 
I don't know, man. I want sushi. Is it a go monster to... of the week version of Candyland? Is that what it is? Did you no. say sushi go? Yeah, I want sushi go to be real, so because uh, <laughs> so I can eat some sushi. Are you just hungry? Yeah, I'm, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I'd is be cool. Is sushi go a board game? Yeah. Oh no! I mean, there's no board, but <laughs> I feel like it counts. We'll leave it up to the listeners. Uh, Matthew Lacari, you're an expert. Tell us whether or not sushi go counts. If I have to pick an actual true board game. Um, I want to mm-hmm. pick. Sorry, because it's a game about people being mean to each other, and I love it. <laughs> sorry. Yep. You got to say it like that when you fuck someone oh, over. Sorry. You have to say it like John Mulaney, or else it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. All right, Perfect. hit us with another question. We spent hours right. on this one. Yeah. Seriously, next dude. question uh, also comes from uh, Bart Hoffman, our our elegant and famous Bart Druid who gives heals us with rejuvenation and regrowth and wild mm-hmm. growth and makes mm-hmm. me feel like a new man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are there similarities in regards to schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or even something like Alzheimer's and which movie portrays one of these disorders most accurately? No, I can't keep talking about Candyland, huh? Got to answer some, some science yeah, questions. Let's, on let's let Pace do this one. He's our resident neuroscientist. Yeah. You're oh, my God, you guys my... got my, you guys got my science thing, right? Oh shit! I meant neurologist. Fuck. Okay, cool. Thank you. He's our resident neurotic, I, for sure. And 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 to be clear, the schizophrenia and bipolar actually, the schizophrenia and bipolar disorder would more so be classified as psychiatric disorders, whereas Alzheimer's would be more of a neurological disorder. Um, That's an important point. Anyway, um, to answer your <laughs> question, Bart, I think you bring up a good point about the the field of of more so psychiatry than neurology. And neurology diseases are are more well-defined as well as the sort of uh, biological underpinnings of them. Whereas in psychiatry, things are a little messier. For example, um, you are familiar with, uh, with what are now known today as, you know, autism spectrum disorders. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, back in the day before we were smart and before we knew, there were sort of, uh, there were a large number of, of, of types of, what we now know today are autistic disorders, but now we just consider them all the same disease on a spectrum. Um, and so that is a good example of how our evolution of these diseases changes over time. So the, the other the other muddy part is that a lot of these diseases, including schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, all have a lot of the same symptoms, mm-hmm. interestingly, like depression and anxiety. Um, uh. And people are really sometimes still unsure as if those are, are you know, symptoms of, of you know a, a a larger disease on the whole or if they're actual you know comorbidities comorbidities you know some people have it's 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 more difficult to diagnose these sometimes because of the comorbidities of a lot of these psychiatric diseases so i think the the link biologically is that they're all we know they're all caused by disruption disruptions in um the balance of neurotransmitters or little small molecules that that help neurons talk to one another and make you healthy. Um, but, but we are still trying to figure out, okay, in schizophrenia, this happens to the neurotransmitters and bipolar disorder. This, this happens to the neurotransmitters and we're trying to, and, and that's trying to under, to figure out and nail down which ones are associated with what changes. And, and that's what makes it difficult. That's why a lot of the same types of medicines are used for lots of different psychiatric diseases. Hopefully that kind of answered your question a little bit. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to that? Not at all. Yeah, that was actually pretty succinct, which is new oh, for cool. us. Oh, yeah. cool. 
How did that happen? Yeah, I also I, did I, I zone don't. out a little bit and was looking at board games on Amazon.com. You know, it's it's understandable. Um, but you know, Bart, in 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 regards to the movies, which is the second part of your question, uh, I think that Still Alice did a pretty good job of. I was about to suggest Still disease. Alice. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I think Still Alice yeah. is probably the best one. Yeah, yeah, I would it, agree. Like, and we covered that. It, it made me tear up, so it must have done a good job. I did cry during Still Alice. That sucked. I think a beautiful mind tried to do justice to schizophrenia, schizophrenia. Um, but it was. I mean, I, well, I mean, there's only so many ways that you can do this, like without embellishing it a little bit. So, and I mean, obviously, like you have to do some like visualization Ooh. stuff for movies. But I think in general, like the struggle that he had with discerning reality was pretty close to the chest. Like, I would say that that was depicted well. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. I just think Still Alice did, like, a really good job. Yeah, I like, agree. Well, but I, it's probably I, easier I, to do for Alzheimer's, so. Yeah, playing off that, Sean, I think with Alzheimer's, you have a bit more of a unified uh, understanding of the symptoms of Alzheimer's. They're, they're, more, they're more uniform across multiple Alzheimer's patients, whereas with mm-hmm. schizophrenia... Yeah. There's a, a lot more variability in regards to how it presents itself. And it's harder to 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 be representative in portraying that, especially in a movie. Right. Especially when you're trying to portray stuff like hallucinations, because those are things Absolutely. that like yes. are experienced They're by the person, but you don't see them. You just hear about them and you're trying to yeah. like construct what they would be like, you know? So. Exactly. Whereas memory loss is memory loss, you know? Yeah. Schizophrenia, you have positive um, symptoms. Alzheimer's, you're you're losing things. So, um, all right. Well, thank you for your question, Bart. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you so much. Hell yeah. All right, Ken. I think we had one more question that we have to answer because it's it's actually not for our show. It's for the show after us, Real Science Cats. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's true. Uh, so, Real Science Cast uh, Cats. Sorry, uh, everyone. Yeah, that's such a completely different show. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's that's our show, not the show that comes up next. Um, so, Real Science Cats has asked us to cover this next question uh, specifically for them because they don't have enough time within, within their programming. So, uh, I would like to ask a question. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ask a question. I would like to read this. Sorry, I've had some beer. Uh, I would yeah, like to read really. this question uh, from our good friend Erica Burns. Um, uh, at laughing penguin on Instagram, I think is the the handle that I could use for them. They said, "I've heard that if you die, your dog won't eat you unless it's in starvation mode. But your cat will only wait a few hours and then start with your eyes." Is this true? <laughs> oh, God! I wish I wish I worked for uh, the real science cats people because like they would definitely know this. But here on real we science can do cast, our best. I'm. I mean, I've heard that same thing, but mm-hmm. I have no. It sounds like fake news. So yeah, I think I have an answer ready for this one. <laughs> okay, all right, let's hear it, Kenny. I think that so uh, the reports of house pets eating human corpses are embellished based upon very limited instances in which this has actually occurred. Um, so best example: older person has house pets they pass away they aren't currently like in continuous contact with loved ones or they aren't monitored or an accident happens pass away in their house they have lots and lots and lots of cats or have at least one dog 
because uh, who has like a shitload of dogs? Nobody does that. People, that's weird. People mostly have Some like maybe do. three dogs, but sometimes people just have like ninety cats. That's why, true. Why not just have ninety dogs? Because it's the louder. dogs would all be trying to like follow you around all day. That's They'd be true. Like, what are you doing? What are we doing? What are we doing now? And you would have like a tr- like a herd of dogs around you, and you could never and stand in your kitchen. Like, you would just fall over every time you went in your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That happens to me with one cat. They would also be just tearing each other apart. Yeah. They'd also (laughs) just all be shitting in your house. Uh, There's no way 90 dogs would get. (laughs) Hey, guess what? The cats are also shitting in their house. All right. We'll get back to your (laughs) terrible animal, but uh, (laughs) um, I think this is an embellishment because there's actually been like recorded instances of people who pass away in their homes with multiple cats who have like definitely been starving for food, and they like almost never break into the human being who has died like maybe a little bit of light nibbles um but i don't think your cat would eat your eyes yeah i I, like the way the questions worded it makes it sound like the cat is just fucking waiting for you to stop fending them off so they Mm -hmm. can eat your juicy body but i really think (laughs) if the cat had food they would just like eat their food because they like it like they they would look at you and be like oh what's up well well, not only that but like very specifically like people have died in their houses and their cats have been in there for a very very long time and they don't eat the body um yeah and also in general cats are not after corpses like cats do not eat carrion um, right yeah nope. they don't eat dead food so they're like yeah. not gonna just be like oh cool uh, like a dead thing that's been here for a long time now if you have like a pet crow uh fuck yeah the minute you're dead absolutely that bad boy's yeah. gonna be like oh or a turkey the, vulture back to the earth you go who the fuck has a pet turkey vulture <laughs> <laughs> So are they trying to be a super villain or something? Like, <laughs> I think so. I wild. think that's a really, I think it's a really fun idea for a D and D character is someone you know who just like big walks around with a carrying. Yeah. For starters, bird. they're huge. Second off, they're huge. I I guess well I was about to say what do you feed it but I guess you feed it the same thing you feed like a pet snake which is dead rats yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god dude could you imagine like you're in your full like fucking falcon gear and someone you like let your arm out and then a giant turkey vulture is just like what's up like I'm ha- you're my I'm hanging out with you now <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially since like arm. like falconers when a, when a falcon alights upon their arm you're like oh yeah that's fucking rad but then you see a giant turkey vulture like amorphously <laughs> like flat of like flapping across the the prairie to land upon their arm oh my god so good that's that is a macabre as fuck i love it i feel like i feel like what's his name general licorice or whatever the fuck his name lord licorice jesus lord licorice oh i didn't know if it was like a military coup that he (laughs) general i feel like lord licorice would have a pet turkey vulture but he would be made of like black licorice and like mm. hatred or something. He'd be. It's, I mean, plenty of people don't feel good about black licorice. So it's pretty. I, gross. I like it, but no, it's gross. I think it's good. It's good in doses. I think we should do the ratings for this film. I think we should too. Hey, Erica, thank you for the question. Cats won't eat your eyes. You're good. Yeah, you're safe. I mean, you'll be dead, but you're safe. Like from your cats. Yeah, your your your, your corpse is safe from your cats. Sorry. There we go. All right. I'm going to start off first because I haven't done a first Do thing yet. Uh, it, entertainment. This movie fucking blows. Don't watch it. Um, and if you're going to do it, I guess just like skip the beginning, make sure you're drunk, and then skip the end because it doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, science one. Are you going to give it a number? Sorry, one out of five, and one out of five also for science. There's no science in this film. It is not worth your time. Uh, I'm going to follow up with uh, I also didn't like this movie, and uh, I've noticed a recurring theme. Uh, unless you have your time machine ready to go back to 1985 and watch this movie, don't bother. It's not your. You're just going to be really offended. Yes, so, agreed. Uh, it's zero, zero out of five, and uh, science. I mean this when I say it. It is a zero out of five. <laughs> so, and John Hughes, uh, you get a one out of five or a zero out of five for this. I can't believe you made this film. It was bad. Um, Pace? Pace. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, for the entertainment, I'm going to give it a... Hmm. Uh, for entertainment, I guess I'm going to give it a two out of five. Uh, because I was laughing my ass off at this film. There were so many good one-liners uh, that had me just like sitting alone in my living room, cracking up. Um, I hate this movie. Uh, it was a terrible movie, so bad. But I laughed more in this movie than I did for a, a, a large number of other films that we've watched for this show. Um, uh, science zero, like an actual zero. Like, a, like, like the a, largest zero you can conceive like of. Like a like Z null Z, zipper. Man, um, I can't believe I gave Jurassic Park one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> fucking really, I'm just gonna be paying for that the rest of the rest of you the are. I want to revise mine to zero out of five and zero out of five for sure. It was. Bad. Uh, that's it. I do want to give brief shout outs. Pace raises this a little bit. Uh, we 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 made this observation a couple of times. Um. This movie kind of played out like they were uh, a couple of writers in the room and only one of them was funny and he was very shy yes. uh, yeah. because there are some actually pretty good one-liners um, and all of Chet, Bill Paxton characters, all of his dialogue is fucking gold. It doesn't always make sense. <laughs> it doesn't always have to make sense, but most of it is just really fucking funny. Um and the way that he just yells, Bill Paxton will absolutely be missed because the way that he yells, you're stewed, buttwad, is just perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Uh, At the end of this movie, I, when the mutant bikers uh, show up and they antagonize our protagonists, uh, and then they invoke the power of friendship and call him the F-bomb, uh, one of the bikers says, can we keep this between us? I'd hate to lose my teaching job. And I laughed really hard God, gold. because it was a very funny line. It's gold. Yes. But, but the rest of the movie is hot goddamn garbage. I, I I did thoroughly enjoy when the nuclear warhead was uh, thrust pace? into their home. Wait, pace, and, pace, pace. Huh? Before you what? say it. This mm-hmm. is one of the quotes, so I'm just going to have you do it. Perfect. Okay? No, we don't have to. Oh, this is the we quote section. We're in the quote section right now. We're in the quote. Wait, can I do the jingle? Do the jingle. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Here come the quotes. Dun, dun, dun. We're all on boats. We're going out to sea so we can see something that Sean has made from you and me. That was actually not bad. Yeah, except that you rhyme <laughs> fucking sea with sea. But Fuck I mean, off. I guess. They're spelled differently. <laughs> They're homonyms. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Hey, welcome to the quote segment. Pace is going to read the quotes for this movie. Pace, go right ahead. Hey, happy to be here, Sean. It's my it's 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 my pleasure. It's my true pleasure. Um, Charmed, I'm sure. So, so uh, there is a, a a wonderful moment in this film where uh, where thanks to the power of their magical doll uh, woman that they make, um, <laughs> a, a gigantic nuclear warhead emerges in the middle of their home, 
Um, and upon seeing this, uh, Gary, um, in response, is very worried about his parents' reaction. And he says, quote unquote, they're going to shit egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> Why? I don't goes... either. But I know that I love it. And I know that it's great. Wyatt literally says, accident my ass, Gary. My parents are coming home. Chet's coming home. They're going to freak out. And then Gary just goes, they're going to shit egg rolls. Well, and also, <laughs> fucking to build That's upon great. that, Wyatt says, accident my ass, Gary, because Gary goes, it was an accident. You know what happens. Which doesn't make any fucking sense because <laughs> no, a nuclear war had just appeared no. in their house. Fuck. Ugh. Sean, do you have any other quotes for us for this? The the number one quote on Rotten Tomatoes is literally a section of dialogue. It's the wildest Don't read shit. It. it says like, Chet says, you stupid buttwad. And then he says, you stupid buttwad. And then he goes, you're stewed, buttwad. And Wyatt goes, who me? Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Uh, two? Time to pay the piper. And then he says, time to pay the fiddler. <laughs> what? <laughs> It doesn't. It's just fucking wild shit. Fuck. That people did way too many drugs movie. in the '80s. They did. Dude, it was. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we made it through the quotes section. Did no, we're not through the quotes section what? because you know, we did a we did a grave disservice to our listeners. We forgot to do the quotes for our last oh episode, of Close Encounters of the Third Quine. And the sorry, one more time. The third Quine. <laughs> The third kind. And man, the hate mail has just been coming in nonstop. I did Our hear that you got harassed here. On the, the switchboards are lighting up. People people are really pissed that the quote segment, and by people I mean my father in particular, <laughs> are pissed that the quote segment was uh was absent last episode. So we're here to rectify that situation. And we got a quote from Toby, who is uh Roy's son in the movie Great. Close Encounters of the Third Time, and he goes Dad, after this, can we throw dirt in my window? That's a quote. <laughs> right, uh, yes. And then mm-hmm. Roy also says um, to the military people, I believe, I don't know, it's been over a month since I've seen this movie, you can't fool us by agreeing with us. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. There's not a lot of quotes from that movie, but... I hope my dad can rest easy now. <laughs> now that we have covered all of our bases for this ridiculous program that we do. Great. Uh, I want to die because I'm really angry that I had to talk about this movie for almost an hour or more. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to set ourselves free. Uh, I want to talk about real quick the movie that we're going to watch next specifically. And I think Sean announces it every time. So I want to see if Pace remembers what we talked about watching and if he can talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So for our next episode, uh, which is going to be released two weeks from the time that you're hearing this, Mm -hmm. we are going to be covering Arrival, Mm -hmm. um, in which we're going to use the uh, opportunity of watching this film to discuss uh, language and linguistics. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was perfect. That was very... Excellent, Pace. Very good. So uh, now this is the part where we thank everybody. So thank everybody for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Even even episodes <laughs> thanks, like this where we just Thanks for telling sort of... us what we're about to do, Sean. This is the part where we thank everybody. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, thank you. <laughs> uh, you're so great. Pace, I'm very tired. Time okay? to pay the piper, Sean. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for sending in questions. I really appreciate it. We all do here yes. at the Real Science Cast. 
Yeah, seriously, thank you. I listen, listen, I'm not just obligated to thank you. I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for listening to the show. Uh, it's seriously been like over two years, and we've got a lot of people listening, and it means a lot to mm-hmm. us, so thank you. Um, thank you to our patrons, because you're awesome, and thank you for everyone who suggested a movie. Almost everybody. There was one person who suggested that we do Weird Science, and I'm going to not thank them for that. Um, but they can maybe get back into our good graces. Yeah, so. I've been told that they would willingly issue a public apology for making us watch the show. Interesting. I look forward to hearing that on the end. As do um, I. But to, everybody, but to everybody else, thank you so much. I also want to clarify something here because I've run into this more than one, on more than one occasion from friends, family members, etc. Uh, but if we ever say anything that you patently disagree with because you're an expert on such a subject... Please write into the show and please tell us that we're wrong and why we're wrong. Because at the end of the day, this show is mostly about making dick jokes and stuff like that. But also, we do want to be saying correct science and make sure that the psychom that we're putting out into the world is actually correct. So, if you know something and we don't, please tell us. Yeah, we don't mind. As much as we claim to be experts, we're like only experts in a very, 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 very thin sliver of science. Right. Well, we are experts in everything, but we also all drink. So, sometimes... You know, yeah, slip ups happen. Yeah, slip ups happen. Anyway, thanks everybody. Yeah. If you want to get a question on the show, please contact us over at realsciencecast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Instagram at realsciencecast. We're on Facebook as well. If you're over the age of fifty and you want to give us a question, then hit us up on Facebook Ooh. at the Real Science <laughs> Cast burn. page. Sick Fucking burn. got him. Fucking roasted him, Kenan. Light him up for you. Yeah. Also, we have a website too. So look up realsciencecast dot com. Uh, there's a lot of fun things that you can uh, look at on there, I guess. Uh, like descriptions. Yeah, we'll get the Flash games up soon. Look at the fl- yeah, we'll get some Flash games up soon. Uh, <laughs> actually, somebody sent us some trivia about the um, uh, about some of our movie selections and our ratings, so I'll try and get those on there. Thank you, Bart, again for getting that to us. We have a couple of friends who are big, big into data science, and they keep sending me graphs that I actually need to put on the website. And when I'm like, hey, I'll put this on the website, they're like, no, it's not pretty enough yet. Well, you know what? Too bad, it's going up. Then don't send it to Kenneth. Don't send it yeah, to exactly. me. That's what you get. Either way, thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate all the participation. Um, yeah, and thanks, I guess, to Otis McDonald for uh, Otis. unknowingly providing us with a theme song for our intro and outro. That's right. Wow, <laughs> what a sucker. And I think that's it, boys. We got to get out of here right now so I can go drink I'm another so beer and then pass out. My name's Kenan Smith. All right. My name is Sean Crossan. My name is Michael Pace. And uh, guys, mm-hmm. you need some science to make a good movie. <laughs> Just some. Any. Just some. Just even like a any. little bit. Oh, my protein thaumaturge. <laughs> <laughs> you sound ex- exactly like the monarch. <laughs> Good. Finally, I can do a voice correctly. Yeah, I know. You've got the monarch nailed down. <laughs> Dr. Venture. You also sound right. exactly like Dr. Poopfinger, but no one knows who that is. Except no one knows who our secret supervillain Dr. Poopfinger is. I feel like you guys have talked about him before. Mm, which one is it? <laughs> Dr. Poopfinger. God damn it. With his I brown get so back much hair. more lifting done at the gym now. <laughs> like, it's unreal. <laughs> we used to fucking bench for an hour while Kenan pretended to put poop fingers on me. It was awful. This isn't my natural hair color, Sean. Oh, God. <laughs>